but we'll see you in court. <laughs> Thank you. Have a nice day. Oh, hi, Mark. It's delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. Hello and welcome to episode 11, the Christmas special of the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. My name is Chris Mayo, I'm a comedian, a writer, an actor, and a lover and appreciator of weird and wonderful films. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you very much for choosing to tune in. And if you're a regular, welcome back and thank you for supporting the show. With the help of a special guest each episode, I look at a different cult film, ranging from underground horror right the way through to critically acclaimed masterpieces. Me and my guest go and watch the film separately, we take some notes and we come back to discuss it at length on the podcast. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then do make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Twitter at Big Fat Cult and on eBay, Amazon and Depop we have the Big Fat Cult movie store where you can buy cult film Blu-rays, key rings, enamel pin badges, artwork, novelty gifts, tech, clothing and loads more stuff which ships all over the world. This is the final episode of the first series and we'll be back at some point in the spring with loads more episodes and films to come. I'm very excited to welcome back for the Christmas special the brilliant Carrie Thompson Carrie is a regular on the podcast. She is also a fantastic actor, writer and theatre maker with her company Hermetic Arts. And who better to come on and talk about this episode's festive film. And oh my goodness, it is something else. It has to be seen to be believed. And I hope you enjoy our long, rambly, slightly annoyed conversation about it. It is 1972's American fantasy family musical, Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny. We used to have a magic harp that sang to us each day. Then someone stole that magic harp. But as I always say, Tooraloo-a-loo, What's the use of being sad? It won't help you or me. We used to have a wondrous hen that laid us golden eggs until a thief broke in one night and grabbed it by the legs. What's the use of feeling bad? We should have locked the door. I'm going to try and not move my fucking squeaky chair. Cool. <laughs> Welcome. Merry Christmas, Carrie. What a time. It is Christmas time. Yay! How are you doing? Are you excited for Christmas? Oh, I'm so festive. <laughs> I'm feeling so festive right now. Do we yeah. want to do we want to break the illusion that we're actually recording this in the middle of summer or do we want to go with the premise that we're all, you know, dressed up in our little elf outfits and we're we're primed for for Christmas time? Let's pretend we're primed for Christmas time. Okay. Are you a Christmas fan in general? Do you like do you like the season? No. 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 Okay. Well ugh, okay. I like I like what it means. You know, in the sense of the Cliff Richard song, time yes. for giving. Well, all the Christmas songs actually mostly about giving and sharing and mm. um being very generous and charitable and all that kind of thing. Mm. But the actual, you know, nuts and bolts of it, not that into it. I feel like there's a lot of um, yeah. pressure. Like, there's a lot of nuts I get at really stressed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I get, I'm such a perfectionist. Like on Christmas Day, it's like I make all the food. 
Okay. So that's really stressful because I don't On Christmas Day, you don't prep anything? I prep a couple of things the night before and I just get really stressed out about other people interfering. So it's a very stressful Mm. time of year for me. Yeah. Cool. Well, with that in mind, let's have a lovely time for an hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) This year, I'm going to make a nut roast and a lentil loaf. Oh my God. I feel sick. (laughs) Lentil loaf. Jesus Christ. Delicious lentil and quinoa loaf. No, this this has gone off the rails. I told you I like horror, so... Okay, so (laughs) Christmas. (laughs) Christmas! Are you a big fan of the Christmas the Christmas movie? Do you watch um, Christmas films at Christmas? Or do you have favourite Christmas films? Well, obviously, like classic, most basic is um, Elf. Yeah, is never seen one it. One of the most wonderful. Never seen it. What? Seriously, <laughs> honestly, I've, this makes just, me so... I've spent, how many times? I've spent the last um, 33 years sort of prepping to not watch all the films so that on this podcast I can just annoy you by saying, no, not seen it. You've just been so busy. Just sort of scraping the barrel of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of going, oh, this looks good. It's like, yep. no, there's like some actual really good films out there that you could watch. Like, yeah. they are available to you. I've seen bits of Elf. I've seen GIFs. That's enough. I get the references. Yeah. I mean, all of it is intensely gifable. So mm. I think you've probably seen it all. I'm more along the lines of like obscure, well, not obscure, but like less Christmassy films like Gremlins. That's... Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. It's a good yeah. Christmas film. Not really one to watch with <laughs> your elderly relatives, but... Gremlins is a great choice. Home Alone, of course. Of course. <gasps> Have you seen Pottersville? No. What is this? Oh my gosh. It it might actually be my favourite Christmas film. It's okay. got furries in it. As in the people that dress up? Yeah. It's like fur- it's, And it's quite a solid plot line. And you know what? It's earned. Okay. Like it doesn't feel out of place. It's, um, hmm. it's an amazing movie. And it's hugely underrated. I don't know how I came up, I, I just sort of stumbled upon it as a sort of, you know, probably in, in the depths of Netflix. So yeah. Some terrible hour in the morning and I mm. saw it and I was like, this looks awful. And I clicked on it <laughs> and it was actually really good. Hmm. Okay. And the lead guy whose name I can't remember is, yeah, amazing. So watch Pottersville. Okay, I'll watch it. And then at least it's one less film that you get to be angry about. <laughs> Do you think Die Hard's a Christmas movie? I'm going to blow your mind again or, or make you oh, smash up. No, <laughs> right. This has been <laughs> a really... Smash up all your cardboard boxes in oh, the background. Oh, this is my favourite mug. I've seen Die Hard 4. That is what I've seen. I sort of dip in at the worst point and then go, oh, I sort of get the idea. I imagine it was that, but better. So I just... Merry Christmas, everyone. I... Merry Christmas. <laughs> I don't know who to call about this. <laughs> I, do, like, I don't is know there how some sort of regulatory board? <laughs> I've seen Leprechaun in space. I've seen, um, you know, I've seen... Uh, I did see Casablanca for the first time the other day. So that's... How was that? I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Yeah, I have seen some classic films. But anyway, anyway... The, most importantly, I have seen the film that we are going to be discussing on this episode. And every person on earth should see this film because, it, I mean, I, it, this is either going to be a five-minute podcast or a four-hour podcast because I don't quite have the words to uh, express what range of emotions I went through watching Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny. Um, had you heard of this film before I suggested it to you? Before you cursed me with it. No, mm. I hadn't. I hadn't heard of it. Weird, mm. that. It is it? weird. It is weird. I would imagine, I mean, you've, you know, 
if you've seen Elf, then surely you would have seen Santa. And the is it Santa Claus? No, it's just Santa and the ice cream Santa, bunny. Yeah, so I've Santa. added claws there to give it a you know element of pizzazz. But no, just Santa yeah. and everyone's favourite uh, film character, the ice cream bunny. What is the ice cream bunny? Well, what? let's uh, let's find out. Okay. Santa and the Ice Cream Bunny from 1972. When Santa's sleigh gets stuck in Florida, he tells a group of kids the story of Jack in the Beanstalk. And that can also be replaced with, when Santa's sleigh gets stuck in Florida, he tells a group of kids the story of Thumbelina, because there are two versions of this film. One which has a, tw- you know, 30, 35 minute um, retelling of Jack in the Beanstalk. I thought it was Jack and the Beanstalk, but Jack you know, in the Beanstalk. Well, you were wrong. There were a lot of things that I realised I was wrong about after this film. Yeah, and then there's another version where there's 45 minutes of footage of um, a retelling of Thumbelina, which I watched today, and let me tell you, oh, it is problematic. It is There's a sort of 10-minute oh, really? scene with what I would describe as a paedophile mole trying to marry a child bride. Wow. So wow. I didn't know that was in uh, Thumbelina, but that is not the version that we're covering today. But we'll drop in a few little um, snippets of information about the Thumbelina one. I don't know if you read this as well, but the person who directed both Jack and the Beanstalk and Thumbelina sections of this mm. film, if you go on his IMDb, well, not only does he go by lots of different names, but almost every single film that he has made apart from these two are porn films. Ooh, that's <laughs> that's a so it makes sense. A, yes, that is a worrying uh, <laughs> bit of information there. Yeah, or everything. Like Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's directed by oh, I can't even. Uh, it's directed by Richard. I'm going to say Weiner. Could be Weiner. Mm-hmm. Written by it just says on IMDb Hans Christian Andersen. So I'm guessing he didn't write the film, but uh, yeah, they've just nicked a load of uh, source material. I mean, I'll I'll read you the cast because you know they're they're in it. Whether they really you know portray any sort of characters is questionable. But we've got the amazing Jay Ripley as Santa Claus brackets as Jay Clark because he didn't want to be um, known by his real name for some reason. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. Then we've got loads of people that are either in archive footage or uncredited. So IMDb isn't very helpful in that respect, but I imagine most people trying to distance themselves from this film because I'm going to put it out there. It is the worst film I've ever seen. How about you? I was so angry. <laughs> I love, I was looking through the list of films. I was like, well, what can we, what can we watch? It's a Christmas film. That's going to be, you know, a bit of fun and a bit cheesy and a bit stupid. Santa and the ice cream bunny. Yes, please. If you look at my notes, like, I get so angry with you. But at one point I wrote in massive letters, I am angry with you, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) This is my revenge for the times you won the quiz. It's, you know, it's just my general anger at the coronavirus. Everything that's happened in 2020, I'm channeling in this one. I was promised an ice, ice cream bunny, also written large... And also, I watched it again with partner, and he was like, um, about 10 minutes in, he's like, is this a horror movie? And I was like, no, I think it's just like a weird cult film. Yeah. And then, probably about halfway through, I just wrote, 
this is a horror movie <laughs> because of what it put me through yeah. emotionally. Yeah, it's very good. It's very subtle. It sort of sneaks in and slowly sort of takes over your life. I thought we were friends. Yeah. And <laughs> me too, but then, you know, this is um this is the way we end the year. This is the way we end our friendship. This is the way we end cinema for everyone. One thing I will say actually <laughs> is that for a film that is only an hour and 10 minutes long. Oh my god, yes. I I thought okay, they must they're really going to pack it in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and somehow <laughs> Nothing happened, no. but it also felt like it was about three hours long. Yes, it is. It is. Really... I had to take a break twice. I had to take two anger breaks. Yeah, it's a real trudge through the snow. <laughs> I mean, of actual film, of actual original Santa-based goodness, you get about fifteen minutes of Santa content, most of which is him going "oh, oh," not "ho, ho, ho." He just sort of says "oh, oh, oh." And wriggles around and looks annoyed. Oh, it's probably like a copyright thing. Yeah. <laughs> and his sleigh, for some reason, his reindeers have fucked off. And as we see in a bit of footage from what looks like an African documentary, an African wildlife so documentary, weird. cuts to that. Yeah, I mean, the opening, from the opening scene, it's mind-blowingly stupid and awful. Well, when I when it first started, I instantly became very angry with you because yeah, good to know. it's just a bunch of elves singing, but they're children and they're singing really poorly on what looks like the set of a school play. <laughs> yeah. And I and was you, like, yeah. seriously, if this is the whole film, <laughs> I'm going to be so angry because like, I don't have children for a reason. Yeah. One of those reasons is so I don't have to sit through crappy nativity plays. Yeah, it's it's really bad. Yeah, the singing. Is, I mean, the sound quality is horrific. The, oh, it's, terrible! It sort of seems like it's mostly dubbed. The singing—you can't hear what words they're singing. Every now and then, you work out la, 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 Santa Claus, la, 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 and then we mm -hmm. went home. La, 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 something, something about chickens. You're, like you'll just hear <laughs> words every now and then. Seems like every song they're singing is like completely improvised. That's the impression that I got. Which could be lovely, yeah. But it's not. It's it's, it's not it's, joyful. It's not. There's this opening scene. They're sort of hitting. They look. They're supposed to be making toys, but they're just hitting existing toys with hammers. Yeah. They're just like smashing up plush toys of kittens and things, <laughs> which is quite harrowing. It is a horror movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, we've got categories, but I think they all kind of mesh into one sort of snowball of despair yeah uh, oh god sorry i just <laughs> but hey listeners stay tuned because we've got some happy christmasy content coming right up it was so hard <laughs> so as always we will be looking at a number of different categories uh we will be talking about sex and nudity acting gore and violence wtf moments writing special effects and at the end we will have a quiz and then i don't know maybe we'll sing a song about santa claus um okay. so stay tuned for that we're going to do an improvised song about Christmas at the end. It's going to be four hours long. Brilliant. And I think it will be infinitely better than Santa versus the ice cream bunny. And the ice cream bunny. Versus know, says, is, is a versus. mistake on um, the popular video website that we watched it on. I got really upset by that because I was like, they don't fight. So why is it called this? No, and also, I think someone put that to make it sound more exciting. 
or is it because in the Santa versus universe, you know, you have the Santa versus the Martians, Santa mm. versus, is it the devil? Santa versus the devil, which are two quite good 1960s, 70s B movies, yeah. which we could have watched. Well, we could have we done, could've, but you know, you slagged off, um, you slagged off The Shining a little while ago. So here we are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So generally, initial thoughts, you weren't impressed, right? I was so, yeah, just incandescent with rage. Well, let's start with sex and nudity because thank goodness uh, there isn't any. I was worried though. I was worried that there was going to be. Mm. I was worried at the beginning where Santa, well, he has like two lines, doesn't he? One of which is, oh, it's so hot. (laughs) Yeah. And he's just, and he's on a beach and he's talking about how hot it is. And I was like, oh no, I really hope that what I think is going to happen isn't going to happen. And it doesn't happen. I was expecting him to sort of start derobing and he didn't, much to my delight. Also annoyed me actually, because I was like, you spend the best part of 45 minutes going, it's so hot, it's so hot. Oh, take your fucking coat off, mate. It's Uh, Well, yeah, it did turn into annoyance after like me. Yeah, I'm the 40 50th time he'd said it i was like okay yeah. just you you can do something about this yeah go and sit in the shade santa well, you don't have to sit on your sleigh no which was really like quite small quite small like i don't want to be i don't want to be mean about it uh, <laughs> you know shouldn't judge a man by the size of his sleigh but no. santa's sleigh is very tiny but maybe that's just his quick nip about one like maybe he's got like a big one for christmas because it wasn't he said he was flying around one detail I do remember, he says, I've been flying around just checking who's naughty and who's nice. I'm just doing the rounds. Mm. Surely Santa shouldn't have to do that. Surely he should have pe- the elves do- compile the data and then Santa... But he's like me at Christmas, isn't he? He's like, I have to do it myself. It's got to do it myself. Otherwise, it will it will be done incorrectly. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. I can understand that. Yeah, so I wrote, sex and unity, none. Thank God Santa takes his jacket off. That was the extent of my notes. Yeah, I think so. But then when I watched the... um, I am going to put a clip in. I'll put a clip in now of Thumbelina episode. Just this little scene where um, a mole, who is a friend of a lady mole, the lady mole introduces Thumbelina to this old man mole, who she says is very nice, um, and they should get married. And then this this is the scene that happens. From the moment I met you, Thumbelina, I have been enchanted by your charm. I know now that I am nothing except a lonesome old man, but I do have everything you need. I have a beautiful home and more than enough money to last you all your life. I hesitate in asking you, but under the circumstances, I think it would be appropriate. Thumbelina, will you marry me and live here with me? Marry you? Why... Mr. Digger, you just met me today. I know, my dear, but all of a sudden I knew it was the right thing to do. I want to protect you. I want to see that you are safe from all the things that could happen to you. Please. I know this is very sudden, and you don't have to give me your answer now. Go back and talk with Mrs. Mole, and we'll discuss it again in a few days. Please, Thumbelina. I know I'm not handsome or young, but you must think of your future. And I know now that I love you with all my heart. Thank you, Mr. Digger. I know you've meant everything you've said sincerely, and I will think about it. 
that was a little section there of what I've written down as dodgy pedo mole. Very <laughs> creepy. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I mean, I know a lot of the old sort of fairy tales are a little bit, you know, questionable. But I didn't really know that um, Thumbelina is, you know, sort of forced to be a child bride and um, sort of palmed off by various people. There's a bit with a frog where the frog's like, I want, I want a, I want a uh, wife or I want a child or whatever. And then the frog tries to, you know, marry the girl. It's very, it's very odd. Anyway. That sounds I'll, very I'll send great. you that. I'll send you that. And, great. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, but thankfully. Given how much I loved this one, the Jackie <laughs> yeah. Beanstalk version. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, what have you rated Sex and Nudity as, Carrie? I gave it one, but that was oi, one oi. point of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a cracker joke. It's a cracker That's joke. The, Merry the, Christmas. That there, that laugh there, that is the first time <laughs> I've laughed properly since I saw the film. You're very welcome. Well, no, because you're the reason I saw the film. So, <laughs> okay, so you gave um, it one, yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, I gave it one because I was grateful right, that it yes. wasn't a sexy movie. I was grateful yeah. that uh, my Santa dreams were not tarnished or bespoiled. I've gone zero out of five. Started started strong. Okay. Zero out of five. I was just, there was a couple of moments where I thought Honest John might have been a little bit of a dodgy John, but thankfully he wasn't. Honest John is the cow salesman. That's... Yeah, the pound shop brick male is what I called him. Yeah, that's fair. And he's sort of dressed in drop dead Fred attire. And what I re- actually, one bit I did like is that he really tries with the singing. Yeah. He really gives it a go. <laughs> They're all trying. Yeah, that's the sad thing really, isn't it? And That's... I love that he keeps, well, there's a couple of times when he just looks directly down the lens of the camera as well. <laughs> but it's not in a knowing way. It's like just someone who doesn't know to not look down the lens of the camera, which is quite sweet. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, that's the sex and nudity category. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to acting, which, um, you know, what do you think? Acting bad. <laughs> cool bad yeah thank you for writing that down i'd like to speak about the giant <laughs> yeah but he's not english is he because he's no. got an american accent that annoyed yeah. me uh yeah. but of all the things that are annoying in this film that you can let that slide um he so when I was younger, I don't know if you'll believe this about me, but I used to um, be in the Hull Amateur Operatic Society. Oh, 100%. 100% would have paid you as that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, fine. Whatever. So, and also, you know, dabbled in quite a lot of Amdram generally yep. in my youth. Because um, mm. what's a girl with no friends going to do? You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Straight down Welcome to, to the, the amateur, <laughs> straight down to the amateur operatic society. So he reminded me of well, one particular person in the whole amateur operatic society who I shan't name, but also that I think every Amdram group has this person, and it's always I think it's always a man, and they can always sing really well, but have zero acting talent. Yeah, I mean the scene took me by surprise. I'm not gonna want, I'm not gonna I'm not going to lie to you. But but he's very good, isn't he? He's a very yeah. good singer and the yeah. acting is completely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely dead behind the eyes. Very shouty. A, 
And there's a really good moment where you can sort of see him reading the lines just off camera. Yep. <laughs> it's very obviously. It's just like he's just this really horrible misogynistic giant who eats bugs for some reason. And oh, uh, wife, where's my thing? He's got a lovely singing What's that voice. Smell? And then he'll say, yeah, it's a very operatic, beautiful voice with a very angry, sort of misogynistic, giant acting. If It felt like, a, and just that detail alone, and from my knowledge of, you know, my from my Amdram days, it did feel like a community-funded project. The whole film all of a sudden felt like, you know, your local group had got together and gone, let's make this. It's a really good idea. And nobody stopped them. I mean, introduced with the terrible kid acting right from the beginning. The kids are all very mm. bad and all sort of talking over each other and the dubbing is off and sometimes they're talking and there's no sound and it's all, you know, it's all a mess. Then we have Santa who looks like the sort of slightly, he's had some issues in his past. He's taken a job as a Santa at a shopping centre and now he's found himself in a film because he had the costume. That's what... Yeah. The the impression that I get of it's this. It's definitely the vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's so bad. Sorry. <laughs> the giant. What was, I did make extensive notes, but I can't find the page where I wrote about him specifically. Maybe I wrote it in a different book by that point because I had. I had <laughs> a different book. I, well, I had to stop and walk away twice. So I may have yeah. grabbed another. Yeah, I liked the giant's wife. I thought she was quite sassy. I thought that she was sort of doing a bit of character, but also a little bit of her just not getting on with the actor, probably, <laughs> where yeah. she was like, okay, yeah, here's your fucking bowl of soup. Um, yeah, she's she definitely trained. smokes in her trailer. Yeah, I reckon she's probably, like, you know, done a few years of drama school. So, like, oh, God, I just, I said yes. I said yes to this film. I thought it was going to be amazing. Get to play the giant's wife. You know, it's like two days on set. Lovely. Bit of money. Um, yeah, yeah, they've built a whole set. They've built a hot. The paper mache business has never been so booming. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that we're on actors right now, but I, as I was watching this, I was just like, I wish there was a set category. Yeah, I mean, I, I put some bits under special effects, so I will allow you in special effects to talk about that because it's very special. Who is your favourite actor? Well, I liked, I liked Honest John because I felt like he was at least attempting a sort of slightly funny um, salesman character. He had a bit of screen presence. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit sleazy and funny. And I don't know, as a quirky sort of character, I thought he was quite good. Whether that's just him as an actor, I couldn't say. He was definitely best one in the school play. Yeah. Vibes. That was sort of his energy. Yeah. And, you know, at least he was consistent with his style. You're so kind. Yeah. The I put kids were all over the place. I put the acting seems improvised because there's so many, the bit where... I mean, it would probably come up in other categories, but where Santa's trying to back various animals into his sleigh and he's just like, oh, oh bring him over here. Yeah, you no, know, we go around, back, 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 back the animal in, back, back him in. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And then he... Of course it's not going to work, Santa. It's a sheep. <laughs> You're trying of to Of course take... it's not going to work. You had a team yeah. of how many reindeer does he have? Like eight? Oh, a good, a good, maybe, maybe even a dozen maybe even a dozen so i don't understand what and that section of the film sorry can we just take a moment that section of the film where he is where all the children bring the animals along to see if they're able to pull (laughs) one by one and it's very much one by one and you don't just 
to watch them trying to hook the animal up to the sleigh. No, you watch no. the animal approach from a distance, <laughs> a very, very long way away. Yeah. And you watch them with no dialogue and nothing happening, just walking <laughs> very slowly. Usually, like, that poor sheep being led by that kid just did not want to be there. And no. I thought she was just going to be, like, taken off. Because <laughs> yeah. clearly that sheep was much stronger than she was. Yeah. Um, and that section of the film is 10 minutes it's yeah it's painfully long and just uh, the kids clearly not understanding what's going on and rather than like you know cut and direct the kids or be like okay well let's try with the animal already in position and then we'll just saw back and we just watch the whole process of santa trying to (laughs) maneuver and then after about 10 attempts he gets up and goes well maybe i'll see if i can help you well if this if this knackered old pig can't do it nobody can and oh. and then there's no, a scene that's why where... you've got reindeer, Santa. Like like ten magical reindeer. His poor little Bobby the sheep, you know. You know. <laughs> and and a man in or woman in a gorilla costume. Gorilla costume. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that, but what was interesting as well is that's what they started with. Yeah. Like because you Work would think you would go like novelty gorilla, yeah. Yeah. Sort of warthog, sheep, horse. Gorilla, that's that yeah. feels like the natural order. <laughs> that's a good payoff. Yeah, yeah. But no, we started with the gorilla, which is baffling. Yeah. Oh wow. Yes. Yes. So it's only one life, isn't it? You get. You just get yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I lived it entirely. <laughs> yeah. So I put. No one knows what's going on. Santa shopping mall problems. All seems improvised. Kids are all <laughs> yeah. over the place. The voice, even the voiceover, is creepy. Of the woman going, Santa's. Oh, it's very, he's very hot, and it's going to. Oh, he's not used to it being this hot, and what's going? To- and also, who is she? I don't know. What's she got to do with the rest of the film? <laughs> Maybe she put some money into it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the woman who plays the giants wife she's just like honestly i wasn't happy with it yes (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah the kids inability to handle animals i found very enjoyable honest john was the best attempt at a character i thought jack so let's talk about jack titular Mm. jack from jack in or and the beanstalk he had a nice singing voice he did he had a good look he looked like he could be sort of you know um, a lead in a community pantomime Nothing wrong with community pantomimes, but he nothing. looks like... And there's nothing wrong would... with Amdram either. No, I love no, no, Amdram. No. But there is a style Just of for the record. those performances that maybe don't translate to motion pictures. No. There's a style of set that doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. translate so well to motion yeah. pictures. Set, sound design, um, camera work, you know, all kinds of things that you learn at various degrees in your career, and mm-hmm. none of which seem to have been applied to this film no i thought santa was very good did you the voice he did the voice quite well yeah but then when he sings that fucking awful whoa is me whoa is me the bob dylan number help me (laughs) what am i going to do where are children it like nothing rhymes i thought he had like quite a good sort of bob dylan-y sort of voice sort of folk and then he's just sort of waving his arms around and like so unnatural like a drunk uncle at a wedding so, All right, Chris. Who's got my keys? Where I left the car somewhere. <laughs> who I can't drive home. I'm pissed. It was oh oh. Yeah, there were okay. Yeah, there were drunk all vibes. Definitely. Yeah, it was all baffling. Jack's mum was quite good. Good value for money. 
She was quite funny. The way she sort of organised everything was messing around with things on the table. She felt like someone who was coming in between takes. Yeah. Just to like go, no, yeah. no, no, sorry, this goes just continuity. This yeah. goes here. Yeah, just um, very busybody sort of. I felt yeah. like she just worked there. Like she wasn't part of the story. I liked the, I liked sassy English lady who's like, well, if the beans are magic, why are they only 10 pounds? No, $10. Yeah. <laughs> And then he starts, oh gosh, the bit where Honest John starts sort of doing, what, is it like a offering finance, like higher purchase <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for his magic beans? Yeah. Come into my office, oh. you can, yeah. The magic bean Ponzi scheme. So I have gone one up. I've gone one out of five for acting. Yes. I, I gave it 1.5. Uh, okay. That's fair. I don't know why. On reflection, yeah. I, don't I mean, know they're why. all they're all trying, but I I just imagine that this was all chaos. This this shoot. So okay, let's move on. Let's move on <laughs> to the next category: gore and violence. Again, not a lot, but there's a bit. What? There's no gore. There's absolute. There's absolutely no gore, uh, apart from me repeatedly smashing my head against. The... <laughs> yeah, the violence is just me. <laughs> yeah. There is a bit in early on where a kid nearly impales himself with a parasol when he jumps off oh, <laughs> jumps yeah. off a roof. Genuinely quite concerned because we don't see that child again, or at least Different he's times. not heavily featured. He yeah. runs off though, doesn't he? He sort of limps off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he pretty much he jumps from, you know, about twenty feet. It looks like a really good idea. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, yeah, go on. What else was there? Did I just miss it? Kids wrestling. There's a bit of wrestling going on. Oh, you're really scraping the barrel. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to come up with some content. I've got, <laughs> it's got to be done. People want the gore and violence. Um, animals nearly strangled. I was worried that some of the ang- uh, the animals might perish, and I was, I was waiting for the kid to be uh, twatted by the horse when she kept shoving it in backwards. Yeah, I was like, that and horse. Is I wouldn't kick have blamed off. the horse at nope. all. No, nope. she was being very annoying. Yeah, but that's that's all I've got. And there's none in the Thumbelina one that I could see either. So, yeah, no gore and violence really to speak of. So I've gone one point one out of five because um, I felt there was some peril looming. I went for zero. Nothing. Much more to say in WTF moments, I would imagine. Yes. Well, this is, this is the main bulk of the essay. Yeah. Honestly, there are so many places where I have just written angry capital <laughs> letters. I was promised an ice cream bunny. How many times? Did, <laughs> how many times did you watch it? Just once. Just once, wasn't it? Just once. Yeah, just I once. watched it three times. Three times. What? No, you didn't. Really? Three and a half hours of this film. Why? Why have you done that? Once to watch it. Twice to take you. notes, and the third time as just sort of like a. I don't know, just like a bet to myself. that is this because of all the times you've lost the quiz? Is this what this is about? So WTF moments, what did you <laughs> write down? I mean, what's interesting is my WTF moments, they start sort of like, oh. obviously at the beginning of the film, I have no idea what I'm about to see. Just things like, Ugh, lol, Santa can't sing very well. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then... One WTF moment at the beginning is when Santa's like, oh, no, all my reindeer have left me and now I'm stuck here. And then he starts calling all of the children. Yes, telepathically. Yeah, and then so he's telepathically calling all the local children to come and help him. 
but in my head there was just like this awful moment because I wasn't sure if it was a horror film or not I was like <laughs> is Santa going to strap these children to his sleigh oh well <laughs> like why didn't he think of that well because he's very sensitive and um doesn't agree with child labor probably yeah why is everything played on the kazoo as well music wise the accompaniment. <laughs> old man old man River on the kazoo is not the sort of powerful, um, beautiful, soulful piece of music that it once was, it turns out. No. It sounds like someone has made their own kazoo with a comb and a bit of sort of tracing paper. And it's, it's just very sort of... Nice, very uh-huh. homey sort of... That's lovely. But the music, the music, while sort of someone's actually written the songs and everything, but somehow they still manage to feel like an afterthought. They, they sort of like rhyme for a bit... And then it just stops rhyming. In fact, every time somebody started to sing, I had a what the fuck moment. Like a full on visceral cringe, sort of my stomach would start feel ill. Like I would sort of have a mini convulsion. <laughs> it's just like, it need, like I'm covered in something really disgusting. I need to get it off me. Apart from the giant. When yeah, the, the giant was the only one that could sing, but then he couldn't act. So that feeling was short lived. Yeah. Oh, God, it was awful. The art department on this. <laughs> the <laughs> shitty magic harp that looks like someone's sort of stuck some wire to a, a toilet roll holder and spray painted it in gold well, paint. Yeah. You just reminded me because I didn't, because I had like a whole sort of set section and props and everything. Yeah. And can, can we take a moment? Please. Whatever you need to get through this. You know, when you're in shock, you have to sort of sit there and take a moment after something's happened. So I had a mm. good sort of 20 minutes after watching the film, just going, I don't, I'm trying to come <laughs> to terms with what I've just seen. I'm really angry. I just have a lot of feelings. I'm very, <laughs> very confused. And then I was thinking, okay, let's try and see it from their point of view, because that's what's important, isn't it? Yeah, it is Christmas after all. Exactly. And I try and be an empathetic creature. So I said, okay, so what happened here in terms of the set, for example? Let's start with one of the terrible things about this film and the set and the props. I can imagine as the set designer, okay, so I'm a set designer and someone comes to me and says, okay, so we need a set designer. It's Jack and the Beanstalk. um, So you're going to have to do like, you're going to have to do the Beanstalk. You're going to have to do the house. You're going to have to do the giant's house. And then like, all I can imagine is that the set designer went, giant house. I've got to build a giant house. Because that house is giant. I don't know what they were expecting. Were they just expecting a really, like a real life giant to exist in there? Because <laughs> the man playing the giant, he's obviously quite a big guy. Yes. But because the set is so huge, he looks like a toddler sitting in this enormous <laughs> chair with like yeah. his little... But this massive goblet <laughs> that looks huge. He looks like a little tiny toddler with like a little Tommy Tippy sippy cup. And my creep and my creepy crawlers. I love my yeah. creepy crawlers. <laughs> so the whole set design and that harp is tiny. And then when Jack takes it, it's marginally bigger. Like you wouldn't be able to if we're talking scale, you would be crushed by this thing. Yeah. You would fall to your death. You wouldn't just sling it over your shoulder and give us some sense of magic. Okay, well, biggest WTF moment. Why and what is the ice cream bunny? We wait until about 55 minutes, maybe even an hour, until the ice cream bunny turns up. No ice cream. Just a, no. just a guy in a terrifying, winking rabbit costume. Who's driving a car with children just hanging off the sides. Yeah. 
Yeah. He clearly can't see very well <laughs> because no. he's in this enormous ram and it goes And a dog who's like dog. barking for its life. <laughs> yeah. so, slow mean, down, that's... slow down. You're going to kill us all. Yeah, there is one bit that's caught on camera. It just wobbles very slightly because it's on uneven terrain. It's driving towards the beach. It looks very dangerous. With what sounds like an air raid siren, genuinely terrified me that scene there's no music the kids mouths are moving and nothing's coming out you just see this barking dog this terrifying (laughs) rabbit an air raid siren which goes on for about like five minutes that's my favorite bit genuinely haunted me i love the close-ups of the face oh actually i thought i thought the rabbit costume was so good i began to think is this why they've made this film I've got this rabbit costume. What's popular? Christmas is popular. What's going to, you know, make the big bucks at the box office? <laughs> Christmas movie. Santa and the ice cream bunny. I don't know. Is that, did they have? Oh, it. this is the last mo- bit of trivia. This is the last movie filmed at Pirate's World, which closed in 1975. Um, that's the oh. theme park that they drive through inexplicably, which also features in that. Uh, the Thumbelina extract. But yeah, there's that bit where the bunny is sort of driving and there's the horrific mm-hmm. um, flailing children and the air raid siren and the dog. Um, and then um, he's like, finally, we're going, he's going to get to Santa. And then it cuts and he's driving through the theme park. And then it's then Santa wakes up and is back again. Why does it take so long for the bunny to drive to Santa? Because he's he was very close. Was he just like, oh, just want to go to the theme park first? It was put there to terrify you. Obviously. Ice cream bunnies. Why is he an ice cream? Oh. And then sort of Santa's like, oh, my good friend, the ice cream bunny. Oh, he'll help me. And then he drives off with, uh, you know, drives off into the distance. And then the sleigh just dis- disappears, which it could have done in the, you know, the opening five minutes. And we wouldn't have had to sit through this fucking film. I've gone the full five for WTF moments. It was a smorgasbord of what the fuckery. Yeah, I also went full five. Very rarely do I have to pause a film. Why is there a, like two like Tom Sawyer type kids on a raft on their Tom own Sawyer with a raccoon? Tom Sawyer Finn. Yeah, why are they there? Well, I think it says in the Wikipedia article on this film that there was more Tom Sawyer Huckleberry Finn footage, but it just didn't make the cut. Did Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry, did they like, and the raccoon? Mm, on a bit of string. The, like the terrified raccoon that they've taken <laughs> out into the middle of a lake. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the dressing room for this film. It's like this shovel the animals in the animal room. You would not want to be the production manager on this, would you? No. Right. Writing. Writing, writing, writing is the next category. First note, is there a script? It's chaos. That's what I wrote. How about you? I don't know what to say because there, is, there isn't any writing. I remember I paused the movie around 10 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. I apologized to my partner and said, look, we can stop watching now if you want. And I can just watch <laughs> this on my own because I don't think this is fair. Mm, yeah. On you. Yeah. And our relationship. He, he was game though. He stayed. Well, that's he good. He stayed. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's a keeper. That's very good. Yeah. So, yeah, watch the first 10 minutes and I was like, nothing's happened. We've established that Santa's a bit warm. Yep. <laughs> and a child may have died from jumping from a great height. Yes. With a parasol. Yes. And and now we're going back to some more footage of Santa saying he's a bit warm again. <laughs> Which felt very, very improvised by someone who probably 
you know, feeds more off interaction than sort of being sat in a sleigh in the middle yeah. of a beach said, go on, just say some words. Just go on, be Santa. But then maybe he was actually very method because maybe all Santa would be able to think about on the beach is, oh, it's just too hot. Because I know when I'm too hot, that's all I say. I just talk about how hot I am. The opening song of Jack and the Beanstalk when we move into that world, my, yeah. my favourite Jack song. Can you remember what it's called? I can't, no. It's called... <laughs> It's good to be alive. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, um, yeah. I, uh, I did <laughs> stop and ask myself that question at that point. Um, is it? Yeah. Is it? Is it worth it? I don't think it is worth it. Merry Christmas. <laughs> the whole like film within a film thing is very... I mean, you can sort of do like... If it had been like three or four stories, maybe, then maybe that would have helped the pace, but... The guy who made this, Mr. Weiner, yeah, was he thinking all we need to do is film the bookends, and then we've got we've got a franchise on our hands here, guys. We can just keep doing all the fairy tales and just slot them between these two every year. Like it's going to be pretty simple because all we have to do is get the sets from the local amateur operatic society. Yeah. We don't even have to pay for that. We'll, we'll just get loads in storage. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're onto a sweet deal. That's probably what he was thinking. He was wrong, though. Yeah, the dialogue is really bad. Um, the one, the one line that the one bit of script that made me laugh, laugh was the uh, the used cow salesman sign. I thought that was quite funny when he turns from a magic bean salesman to a used cow salesman, or the other way around. It's used just cow. the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I cows. laughed a bit at that. I was like, oh, that's an actual <laughs> like that's a gag. Yeah. I'm trying really hard to think of something nice to say. Oh, yeah, literally. Ha, it says here, writing, used cow salesman, lol. See? <laughs> there we go. So, we know yeah. quality when we I, see it. I did like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and for that, I am giving it 1.5 out of 5 because I laughed I a one. lot, shouted a lot. It's sort of a transcendental experience, really. Hmm. But that's the what that's the work you put in it though. That's that's what you're bringing to it, not them. <laughs> so I think you should give yourself one. That's 5. my yeah yeah. Oh, you really can't see this film more than once. It will sort of stay with you. <laughs> uh, I gave it one. I gave okay. the writing one. All right. Well, then we come to our last category: uh, special effects. There are some, but let's see what you mm-hmm. what you have picked out. Special effects. The that, only that thing sound that you I can got... hear is the uh, grinding of Carrie's teeth. By the way, <laughs> yeah, the special effects. <laughs> all I wrote, all I wrote was um, giant. Yeah, I just write the word giant. Yeah, because of the scene where I think it looks like what they've done is filmed <laughs> the giant, the man playing the giant, filmed yes. his face quite close up, hired a local cinema, projected that film onto the screen in that cinema. And then had Jack walk in front of it. <laughs> crawl him, crawl awkwardly crawl. in front of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think that's how they did that. I put green screen giants because you know, a bit like Jolly Green Giant. Yeah, green screen giant. <laughs> I think green screen is very generous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's the only that's the only section that I could think of that interesting. What did I, I miss? I have gone for the very powerful 
smoke and giant's castle where the giant's castle is in the distance and there's all the smoke i and the, forgot and about the, that so you know we get the whole gee look at the size of the castle he must be massive um that's and then, just a haze machine yeah that's just it's a... <laughs> an effect it's an effect <laughs> but it's not special the papier mache hen it's very special it lays a gold chocolate egg that's clearly been spray painted gold that's not a special. The self-playing harp, which is just someone wiggling some wires <laughs> underneath the toilet roll holder. Santa's sleigh disappearing. Where does it go, Carrie? It disappears. One minute it's there. The next minute it is not on screen. It is a special about effect. That. And there is a bing noise, I think. I might have imagined that. I forgot about the sleigh disappearing. Yeah, right. see, when you, when you watch things three times, you really get to appreciate the, <laughs> the craft that's gone into <laughs> this detail. film about a so fucking much rabbit. The beanstalk is sort of an effect because it throws no, out the, this is, please, throws please, out please, the seed please. and the ask, bean am... and then it goes... And then there's Chris, a beanstalk. I need you to stop. I need you to <laughs> I will stop. stop. I will not stop. It's all there. But yes, it's it's minimal. What have you, what have you scored it? Zero. Oh, oh. it's Christmas, Carrie. Do you, can, you not, can you not look into your Scroogey heart... And see half a point for... Scrooged. That's for... a good Christmas film. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. a great Christmas film. <laughs> for special effects, I have gone one out of five because I enjoyed Santa Slay disappearing and the dubbing was very special. Oh my... Seriously? No, mm. you can't say dubbing. <laughs> you can't say dubbing. It's there, mate. It's there. It's on the internet now. Okay. Everyone as it is Christmas. It. As it is Christmas, yeah. you can have it. Thank you. Most important question. Overall... Out of five, what is your final score? Do you know what's interesting is I didn't give it one because I thought I'm just going to say it. I'm just going <laughs> to, when we record, it's just going to come to me. I think, I think it's a one. Interestingly, I did also not try to score down. <laughs> I think I was so livid at having to make any more notes on my own podcast. I was like, why do I, why, why do we keep doing this to ourselves? I'm going to go 1.5 because I think... It's bafflingly inept, and I really did laugh at some of the um, the songs and uh, how bad the performances are. And, and I, it's Christmas. It's excruciating, and it's one of the worst-rated films on IMDb as well. It's um, it's got one point three out of ten. Aww. So it's it's definitely um, it's definitely gaining cult status. And yeah, one point five out of five. Do you have a favourite scene, or at least? hated scene <laughs> yeah no my favorite scene is the end the one your your most hated scene the mm. one that i love the most is yeah the the weird sort of siren rabbit face yeah. montage haunting yeah. at the end where all of a sudden it just feels like an art movie my favorite scene probably the realization that the giant can sing <laughs> that made me laugh a lot and the end when there weren't any end credits it just ended so that was very nice that was nice because I always feel a duty to sit through the yeah. end. Do you think that's because literally everybody involved in the film said, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> just the <laughs> like, studio to switch the power off. Yeah. How would you like to be credited? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, what, what a perfect film to round off the year with, to round off the series with. This is the last episode of series one, which also means it is the final quiz of the series. <gasps> I'm just, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Well, you've it's seen it Christmas. three times and there are only like four facts in the entire film. So <laughs> yeah. I think you'll be fine. 
Yeah, I really hope I get all of these right because I don't want it to have been for nothing. Cool. As always, five questions about the film that we have just seen. Uh, Would you like to ask your questions first or would you like to answer my questions first? I'm going to ask first, please. Okay, I'm ready. It's Christmas. Let's do this. How many animals did the children present to Santa to pull the sleigh? Uh, pig, gorilla, sheep, um, goat, horse, dog, cow, uh, I think that's it. And then, well, if you're counting the bunny, eight. If you're not counting the bunny, seven. I did not count the bunny. Seven. Congratulations. Hey, it's going to be a good Christmas, everyone. (laughs) According to the song, what does Jack always say? Um, it's good to be alive. But what does he say before that? He always says it. Um, According to him, he always says this. I, oh, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He don't always know. says, Tura, 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 Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, okay. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> what mileage guarantee does Honest John give for a cow? 5,000. <laughs> Congratulations. 5,000 miles, because that was going to be one of my questions, but I was like, no, that's too easy. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. What does the giant love to eat? Creepy crawlers. Yeah. Creepy, creepy crawlers. <laughs> creepy crawlers. Nothing is, everything has been changed from what it actually is called. Not creepy crawlies, creepy crawlers. Creepy crawlers because of, yeah, licensing. How heavy is the weight the giant uses in his trap for Jack? Mmm, 500 pounds, baby. Oh my gosh, you are amazing. pounds. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, you. That's amazing. How many did you get? I wasn't counting. Did four you get out four out of five? Four out of five. That's incredible. That it's, is absolutely for me, incredible. It is astonishing. Yeah. And to be fair, that question about Jack was very hard. I was going to talk about that, but um, that song, but um, yeah, it's just too much to write down. It's not worth the effort, is it? Not worth it. Right. Four to beat. I don't think I will. It's really hard to answer questions like, like remember details when you're in a rage blackout. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> this is going to be difficult. Channel that negative energy. Question one. What colour are the elves' outfits in the opening scene? They green and red. Well. And yellow? No, now you're just naming colours. Yeah, green and red. Is it green and red? Well, they're just green. There's no red. Are they? No red. I imagined the red. I will give you half a point. Because it's Christmas? Because it's Christmas. Thank you. Question two. Name six animals featured in the film. Raccoon, Correct. bunny, gorilla, horse, cow. One more. Oh, sheep. Yes, that is six animals. Well <laughs> done. You, you could probably name any animal in the world and probably, probably in there. this film, yeah. Good, good stuff. One and a half points. Question three. How much does Honest John charge the first man for the magic beans? The first man, $10. It is not $10. Oh, the first no. man, he charges $30. What? Okay. $30. There is a $10 bit in there somewhere. Maybe he settles on $10, but he charges them $30. $30. Okay. Question four. 
That seems like quite a lot for Jack and the Beanstalk times. It does, yeah. Question four. What colour are the giant's curtains? Not a euphemism. (laughs) They're green. Oh, mate. I'm so sad for you. You're just naming Christmas colours. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you'd have said red, you would have been right. But you said green and you are so wrong. It is red. Red curtains. There is if most of the stuff is red, actually. Which is the the other Christmas colour. Yeah. Well, I had a 50-50 chance and I blew it. Sorry about I blew it. Question number five. Okay. What form of punishment does the man suggest for Honest John after saying that tearing him from limb from limb would be too good for him? He suggests that he watch the movie Santa versus the ice cream bunny. <sighs> no, that is not the correct answer. And you've once again got the title of the film wrong. Desperately Sa- offensive. Santa versus, no, Santa and the ice cream. Look, Thank you very it's much. It's a Santa versus <laughs> on the video. Thank you very much. <laughs> Santa... Santa and the ice cream bunny. Yeah, Sorry. no, um, even with the correct title. Uh, he says that he should be tarred and feathered and run out of town. Um, so that seems very drastic. So I'm afraid you got one and a half points on the Christmas quiz. I still did better than the film. So You did, you did. <laughs> and I won the Christmas quiz. I'm you did. jubilant, I'm happy. I'm going to skip into the streets. Well, there we go. We have done it. We have done what no one else should ever do. We have watched and talked about at length Santa and the ice cream bunny. What a treat. And I really hope that this podcast will forever be a warning to those out there. Yeah, see, there's going to be people listening and I hope they will be like, you know what, I'm going to watch it because I want to see if it's as bad as they suggest. Go and watch it. No, the only reason I agree to do this is because I want to save lives (laughs) and I want to save people's time. Gather the family around, have a lovely little lentil loaf. Oh, lovely. Lovely lentil and quinoa loaf. Mmm, delicious. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to break up any tension in the household, if you want to stop people talking to you if you want to stop relatives asking how your acting career is going (laughs) show them the santa film (laughs) well what a treat thank you as always carrie for coming on the podcast do you have any recommendations for films that people should go and watch over the christmas season i think um all you need to do is watch pottersville if you haven't seen it and that's also your homework because it is delightful Maybe don't watch it with your parents or your grandparents. That's my, that is my one piece of advice. What about you? Uh, ooh, well, just watch Gremlins 1 and 2 mm. and have a lovely time. Do you have anything to plug? Where can people find out about stuff that you're doing or have done? As always, my theatre company website, hermetic-arts.co.uk. On there, you can find details of all the theatre shows we've done and also um, audio stories that we have recorded um, and sort of monologues and things like that. Lots of fun. And you can follow me at Carrie Marks on Twitter. And that's it. Sweet. Well, I will put all that stuff in the description. As always, I am going to go and have myself a lovely little Christmas time. Do you what? Should we lead? Should we lead out with a, a, a an improvised song about um, Christmas? Yeah. Cr- Christmas is the time for Santa and baubles and trees for all the children and bunnies and, boys. and children and, and wouldn't it be nice if an ice cream bunny came and saved bunnies. us all it's christmas driving home for christmas yes but but differently because it's copyrighted
Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a lovely end to 2020. Christmas. See you in 2021 in season two. Yay. Goodbye. It can only get better. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, and that was episode 11 of the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you to anyone that has tuned in throughout and listened to any of the first 10 episodes. Please do give a nice review on Apple Podcasts and a rating that really helps us. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media channels. We're on Twitter at Big Fat Cult. You can also search for us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Check out our Big Fat Cult store on eBay, Amazon and Depop. On eBay there is a big New Year sale from Boxing Day right the way through to the 4th of January. So get loads of discounted film merch and Blu-rays. Check that out while that's happening over the next week or so. Otherwise, that is all from me. I've been Chris Mayo. Thank you for listening to the Big Fat Cult movie podcast. Keep watching weird and wonderful Christmas films. Enjoy your festive season. Happy New Year. And let's hope that 2021 is a little bit better. Merry Christmas, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.